Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MLB DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am uh, for any every MLB DFS slate that I'm able to make it to, at least, with my, my good buddy here, Tim Morse, who's going to break down a uh, smaller slate for us today uh, for your Wednesday. It's going to be a six-game slate that starts at 6 o'clock my time, Central, 4 o'clock uh, Pacific time. And uh, we've got six games in the slate here, Tim. We're looking at four of them specifically, but we got insights in all of them. But how are you feeling about uh, this slate in general? Uh, any you know, kind of overall observations about you know where where you're looking to spend and stuff like that? Yeah, I actually really like this slate because it's a Wednesday. It's a smaller night slate because you'll have teams that go early in the morning because they uh, they use it as a travel day. So we got a bunch of games early in the morning, but I really like the night slate. Because of the pitching pricing, um, if you see there are three guys who are at 10000 or more, and then the drop-off is $2,000, which is a massive drop-off between tiers. It's not something that you normally see. So I really like that. I think you can avoid the three highest guys and go with somebody cheaper. Um, but yeah, I just I just really like this slate overall and how it's set up. Yeah, and uh, good point there. I think, you know, when you're looking at a slate overall, I think, you know, we've been skipping that a little bit here, but it's always worth mentioning. Uh, you know, seeing where you can take advantage or where you might think the field might go when you have a better idea uh, of what's going to happen. Um, that's when I would consider it a stronger slate because you have better insights about what your competition is going to do. And that's what you're trying to beat is your competition. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into some of these games here. Uh, let's talk about the first one here. It's the Astros against the Rangers and they're at the Rangers there. Uh, looks like we have the Rangers favored at a minus 120 on the money line and an over under on the run total at 8.5. Um, so, you know, uh, this relatively high scoring game Rangers slightly, uh, you know, favorite here, but it looks like it's going to be a good one here. So let's talk about this one. Yeah, it's, we're going to get Max Scherzer versus Justin Verlander in this one. So both of these guys who left the Mets to move on to playoff aspiring teams, um, I, I'm really not sure which of these guys is going to have a better game, but if you were going to go with any of them, uh, Max Scherzer has been performing a little bit better. Verlander had that terrible start against the Yankees at home, but uh, Houston's really kind of dominating this series so far. We're recording on Tuesday before this game is over, but in the third inning, the Astros were up 9 nothing on the Rangers. Nice. So yeah, Jose Altuve in the first three innings on Tuesday hit three home runs in each of the first three innings. So 14-1, by the way, right now. Houston's oh, up with yeah, bottom of seven. So, yeah. I mean, th- these games are kind of weird. You'll see a position player maybe come in and that kind of skews the, the stats towards the end. So I'm not a huge fan of that for DFS purposes, but I mean, it's something that you have to consider. I think this game is going to be way closer with the pitching matchup. Um, but I guess if you're going to lean any side, lean towards the Houston bats. Like I said, Altuve, three homers on Tuesday, two homers on Monday. So he's absolutely on fire. And the Astros are kind of big brothering the Rangers right now and showing why they've been the class of the league and the class of their division for the past, you know, five, 10 years. Yeah, uh, Astros are absolutely dominating here, and uh, I like that a whole lot. Tuve just, like you said, insane. Um, so definitely a guy to look at for sure. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on here, though, to game number two, which is the uh, Mets at the Nationals. We don't have any game lines yet for these uh, these teams because they haven't named their pitchers yet. Uh, but what are you liking here, Mets and Nationals? Yeah, I really like the Mets. I love the Mets going into Tuesday's game. Uh, they absolutely crushed Patrick Corbin, Alonzo Homer, 
uh, Lindor homered. Nimmo had two homers. Francisco Alvarez, the catcher, homered. So, I mean, they were one of my best plays on Tuesday, and they really came through. Uh, I do not think that the Nats will perform any better on Wednesday. Joan Adon is starting for the Nats. He's really young. He's only made like six starts or so, and he had a really bad outing. His and so they're going to be at home again. But uh, Pete Alonso has been going absolutely nuclear, just like Altuve. He's at 4700 uh, which I think is a really good price for him. Uh, he had three homers in his last two games, and all of a sudden he's three home runs behind Olsen for top spot um, in home runs. He's going to end the season with 50 homers and 100 ribbies. He's already got 100 ribbies. So I think you can play him. It's going to be between him and Matt Olson for me. Um, but because Alonzo is 4,700 and Olsen's 6,400, I think I prefer Alonzo in that spot. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I'm going to stack a few Mets. Uh, you can you can play Ronnie Mauricio comfortably. He's at 3,100. He's one of the young guys that they're giving a chance to. We mentioned on Sunday's show how these teams are giving their young guys some opportunities. He had a hit in an RBI on Tuesday. He's got a hit in every game so far. So I think you can play him. Uh, you might even be able to play Daniel Vogelbach. Uh, he's a lefty platoons against right-handers. He's only 2,600. So you can you can really get a lot of value on this Mets side, and I think that's where I'll be going. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, some good uh, good cheap bats there on the Mets uh, and a nice matchup for them as well. So that's what we're targeting there. Um, let's move on to game number three. Oh, and speaking of what you were talking about doing well uh, and people just absolutely on fire you're, yourself, you are on fire uh, with your pickums. I know you said I believe four of them had won and one of them had pushed out of the first five uh, for today. So if you guys aren't following Tim and, and all of his pickums there, uh, absolutely crushing it recently, had a really uh, hot um was a day like a week ago or so as well. So just uh, having some really good calls there and he's going to look to keep that train going there. Uh, okay. How about the Cardinals at the Braves? We've got the Braves heavily favored this one at minus two eighty five, and the over under for this uh, run total is at nine. So a little higher scoring and uh, looks like a little bit of a lopsided affair. Are we targeting some Braves bats here? Yeah. Well, we got Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been untouchable. Um, but uh, that run total at nine, it's probably more so on the brave side. They've only the Rangers have scored more runs at home than Atlanta this season. Uh, so the Cardinals are actually winning in today's game. That's a high scoring affair. We had, uh, Mike Soroka on the mound for the Braves and he kind of got lit up, but, uh, things should be different with Strider on the mound, of course. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be targeting some Braves bats at home. I mean, Marcelo Zuna, he's been playing a little bit better at home this year. He's under 5,000, 4,900, so just under. But he also homered on Tuesday. Um, he's always a good play, especially at home. He's having a really good season. Matt Olson is going to be against a right-hander. And uh, after his home run on Tuesday, that makes 36 of his 45 homers this year against right-handed pitching. So he just crushes righties. Uh, so, like I said, it's going to be between Olsen and Alonzo, depending on where I need to spend my money. But, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there, you can really play anybody on this brave side. Uh, Dakota Hudson is starting for St. Louis, and he's a reliever turned starter. So he could be in for a long night. 
Um, so yeah, go go with as many brace bats as you can afford, but they're all they'll all they're all expensive. So you kind of have to choose a few. Um, but you can't really go wrong anywhere. Absolutely. So uh, some good Bra- uh, Braves bats there for you guys to target. And then we've got kind of one last game that we're heavily targeting here. We've got the Detroit Tar- Tigers, wow, at the New York Yankees. Uh, and here we do have the Yankees actually favored at minus 166 and an over-under at 8.5 for the run total. Uh, so Tigers at Yankees. It looks like we've got Manning and Schmidt on the mounds here. Uh, what are you liking in this game, man? Yeah, I like the Yankees side. Um, just like the Mets, kind of as soon as they started calling up these youngsters, they've been winning. It's something both of these teams should have done earlier in the year. But now that they are, there's just a renewed energy in the clubhouse. And that's what Aaron Judge said in the start of the Astro series as they were calling up young guys. And that's who I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing Jason Dominguez, who they call the Martian. He's at 3,100, had two homers in that series in Houston. Um, on Tuesday, he hit a double and scored a run. We got a right-handed pitcher in Manning starting for Detroit. So Dominguez is a switch hitter. He'll be hitting as a lefty so that short porch is in play at Yankee Stadium. So I'll be starting him. Maybe Anthony Volpe. He became just the 15th rookie to get 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases in a series against Detroit about a week ago. He's having a really good year, and he's under 4000 as well, so he's pretty cheap. I think you can also look at DJ LeMahieu, who homered on Tuesday, too. Um, back at Yankee Stadium, he's also under 4000 um so but he's a first baseman so if you need value first baseman i think he's a really good option if you're going away from the big money guys but um i'm also going to be starting clark schmidt most likely his last start was against this same tigers team he was cruising until the fifth inning and then he gave up three runs in that inning but before that he has seven strikeouts in just four innings against this tigers team and his price point is really attractive to me at 7100 so he's like three thousand more than those top tier guys and i think he's going to perform at, at around that same level probably get you about 20 points and probably get you the win as well awesome man um, so those are kind of the top, you know, teams and guys that we're targeting there. But uh, yeah, a couple of uh, kind of insights on the, uh, the last two games on the slate here um, that we haven't covered yet. So let's talk a little bit about those. Yeah, I think uh, in the Baltimore game, you can you can go with the pitcher. Uh, Otani is he missed the game on Tuesday. He got pulled early on Monday, so he's probably going to be out on Wednesday, too. So you're talking about a really weak Angels lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can go with Kyle Gibson. Uh, He's at 8,300. So and and really anybody pitching against that lineup, I think you can feel comfortable playing either him or Tuki Toussaint, who's starting for the White Sox in Kansas City. Um, I think between the two, Toussaint and Lyles, I mean, we know Lyles win-loss record this year. So Toussaint has potential for higher strikeout numbers. So I think you can go with him at 6,300. And if you do that, you can afford some of these big bats like on the Atlanta side or on the Mets side even, or even get an Altuve in there with the Braves guys if you go with these cheaper pitchers. And I think their matchups are pretty favorable for them. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty, everyone. If you haven't already, go follow uh, Tim on Twitter uh, or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, at me, Tim Sim. He is uh, dropping that knowledge for you left and right and uh, going to be doing some basketball stuff for us as well, so you'll want to be following him there as well. Um, but, yeah, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter also at, at Ethos Keith. 
And, uh, you know, of course, we'll be having those pickums coming out and the DFS deliveries uh, from Tim here as well. Uh, any last kind of insights on, you know, this uh, slate or just DFS in general, anything that you've kind of uh, gathered as you've been, uh, you know, doing your first season with Sports Ethos here covering uh, MLB DFS? No, it's been a really fun season. I've, I've learned a lot. I've won a lot of money, which, of course, that's what we're all here to do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, with baseball DFS, as we kind of wind down and these slates get a little bit tighter, maybe a little yeah. bit smaller, uh, I just general advice, the way to go is to just you got to stack. I'm talking stack as many guys as you can, as many as DraftKings allows you. Just target a matchup that you think one side is going to crush the other and play as many guys as you can, and that's going to be your best chance to win. And, uh, yeah, these, these playoff slates are going to be interesting. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. we'll see what it's like as the run totals go down. Mm-hmm. This, we're probably going to see a bigger emphasis on pitching over the hitters because the hitters have been going crazy in these lopsided matchups. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But yeah, it's been a really fun year, and I, I appreciate the outlet. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've been crushing it, man. We hope to keep you around for for many more after this. But yeah, uh, follow my guy Tim here. He does amazing, amazing work, and I'm interested to see how. Uh, you know, strategy changes here uh, as we head into the playoffs and things, you know, kind of tighten up there. But hey, everybody, until next time, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.